of twerking radio hey. hey today we have a very special guest new transplant to new york kelly hello kelly okaroki okaroki but good 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 shot there okaroki i was trying to say it earlier this week and i said oh it's it's like karaoke right oh okaroki okaroki that opening track was um an artist called Baby Dayliner. It is not a new track. That song's called Silent Places. And uh, the story behind that song, as we're prone to telling here on Twerking Radio, is a friend of mine invited me to pianos, this bar on the Lower East Side. And she's like, oh yeah, this guy's playing Baby Dayliner. And I, I don't usually go see new acts live if I'm not familiar with their music, because usually I'm disappointed. Uh, and I was really pleasantly surprised to the point where I bought the CD from him and played that song out a good good deal. I think I looked up recently what he's up to, and he, he does some stuff in New York, but I don't know very much. We were talking while that song was playing about what it reminded us of. It sort of reminds me of Morrissey. I don't know, but... I, I was getting a more the David Byrne style vibe. I liked his delivery, and I liked... Uh, I don't know. I could very much hear the... Uh, I could very much hear the New York in his voice, so you know that's that's kind of what it that's kind of what it set off in, in me, and it's kind of made me think of playing something now from um, another New York singer that I really like that I've only discovered last year with a similar kind of feel. Okay, we could do that. I mean, I we we could also talk. I mean, I know you're from London originally, right? But no, play play your song. We'll talk about your music background afterwards if you'd like. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, I'd like to play Bed Space by Darwin Dees. Now, I met Darwin for the first time when we were in uh, Australia touring. We didn't even say what band you were touring yet, but we'll save that till after the song. It's a that's a quick teaser. Um, yes, and uh, he was really, and he was really. I, I didn't know anything about him, but we were on the same festival, touring festival, uh, Bill, and I saw him perform every day, and it was really amazing. And uh, He's based in New York, I think, um, and I can kind of hear it in his music a little bit. Uh, yeah, this is called Bed Space. Don't sleep here anymore 
Darwin D's, uh, Kelly's Choice, that was Bed Space. He was talking, uh, we were talking during the song about having a New York feel to the voice and and that sort of came from our conversation about David Byrne. I personally don't really hear that, but I'm I'm from New York. I'm from New York. I guess from, as, someone, as someone not from uh, this city, it's something that I'm, you know, it's something, you know, it's something that I'm very aware of. I think that New York voices always have a sense of cool to them. If you think of someone like Lou Reed or even like Julian Casablancas or something, you associate, you know, you know, from someone like me living in, you know, living in the UK, living in London, you know, New York's always been, New York has always represented a, a kind of magical sort of place. And, you know, when, when you'd hear it, um, definitely when you'd hear music coming out of New York, it would definitely speak you know it, it definitely suggested something i don't know something kind of cooler maybe um and yeah yeah and so i've always had an affinity for i've always had a, an affinity for new york singers what was the first new york singer that you could think back to that really drew you in you're when you say lou reed i i, I don't connect immediately david Byrne to lou reed in my mind i could see the succession but i know exactly what you're talking about when you say lou reed yeah. as far as velvet underground or post velvet underground stuff goes uh, and that's obviously the blueprint for for a large yeah, part of rock and roll. I, I was never, I was never really a big, um, I was never really a big fan of, you know, it was it was only recently, only recently that I've been, you know, into the music of Lou Reed per se. It's, it's only, it's only really on the back, it was only really on the back of, I guess there was the, you know, post the Strokes, there was a real kind of in the UK a real resurgence, you know, a real re. Visiting the uh, of um, the Velvet Underground and and Lou Reed for a lot of people, and so, so it's only in the last like five years I think over that you know that I 
but I got Transformer and you know and got really into it. Have you listened to the Laurie Anderson stuff? No, I, I haven't. I haven't listened to much. My flatmate at the time, a flatmate. I, I, I had a female a flatmate that was a singer also, and she was a real, real big Laurie Anderson fan. Um, but no, I, I haven't. I've not really been exposed to much. Maybe I'll play that next for you. You should. You should. I, I thought I'd, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear some. Yeah, I'll I'll play that. I was just driving home from DJing, I think, a party in Philadelphia or something, and on NPR National Public Radio. It was the 20th anniversary of her big album. I don't even know the title of it, embarrassingly. We could get back to you with that. But um, God, no. It was so unbelievably electronic and futuristic for when it had come out. Uh, I know she, I know she, you know, she, from what I know about, from what I know about Laurie Anderson, she uses a lot of kind of, you know, cut up vocals and uh you know you know i think she has quite a unique approach to arranging music so uh, yeah i definitely like to hear some in fact in fact <laughs> this is a superman the album's called big science it came out 20 years ago it's amazing i think this is the big song off of it right you've heard this yeah i have heard this one yeah. this is the one i was thinking of it's unbelievable. Anyway, we'll stop talking. You can listen to it. Thank you. 
said, okay, who is this really? And the voice said, this is the hand.
Um, Wild Ambitions by Yellow Magic Orchestra. Um, before that, we had 
Laurie Anderson, Oh Superman, which I was actually wrong about. That song came out 30 years ago, 1981, uh, which is insane. And that song went to number two on the British Did chart. Really? Did it really? I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Um, we were talking about what it would need to um, chart now. It'd probably need to have a, a kicking four on the floor bass drum and some, uh, I don't know, auto-tuned vocals. But it's amazing to think something like that charted so highly. And it was just a different era for music. Yeah, it was. we were also talking. John Peel had played that on his show, and she suddenly had all these. She sang on the NPR show. I had heard that she just had all these orders for the record that she couldn't even process. She didn't press that much vinyl because she didn't expect it to reach number two in England. It's really crazy. Well, a similar thing happened to, to us, not in the... Um, well, before we say us, we have to we have to give the background on your your musical background, Kelly. Yeah, I um yes, well, I am a singer slash guitarist in slash guitarist, uh, yeah, in a in a British I guess rock group um called Block Party, um and yeah, I was just I was just recounting that a similar thing happened to us when we we gave our demo um to a British radio DJ called Steve Lamack who played it on air and then because of that um because of that then we started getting a lot more attention you know it's it's a very um you know it, it's a it's a very viable way of getting your music out there if you can get a, you know a radio one dj to play your music on there it's a shame though now because there are less opportunities for that but then i guess because because the, you know there are less r radio djs playing alternative music but there are but you know we do have the internet so i guess you know there are other ways of getting your music out there. How did you end up meeting him or uh, at radio? Were you at the studio or performing? Um, it's it, it's uh, it's a funny um, it's it, it's kind of a funny story. Um, uh, it's kind of a funny story. Our um, our drummer Matt um, was getting um, it's kind of sl slightly embarrassing. He was getting his um, yeah, he was getting like a wax down there uh, and he uh and he, and he bumped into S S steve lamack in the um in in, in, the, in the salon and then they started talking and then uh and then he uh luckily had a copy of um our demo and he gave it to him and then the rest was history that's amazing the demo part and that he was getting waxed down there yeah, i know i shouldn't really have said that but um you know matt's a big guy he'll uh you know he's completely comfortable with himself so i'm sure he wouldn't mind the world knowing okay um that's amazing yeah we were also talking about how there is no american equivalent to radio one except for maybe the olden days of mtv yeah. and if a, if a vj picked up a song though i don't really think music videos worked in that same way maybe they did maybe somebody loved duran duran or maybe duran duran slept with somebody and that's how they got all their videos on air uh, it was uh, again, again. It was a different time, though. It was less, you know. MTV played music rather than you know. It wasn't about, you know, it, it wasn't about content. Um, you know, so if you had a video hammered on MTV, it, you know, it would go all around the states. I don't know. Does does MTV even play music anymore? I don't. I don't really watch it. Be shows like Jersey Shore or something. Yeah, they they came up with MTV Two and maybe even spinoffs after that with these. Um, extended cable channel options but i just heard this week that 120 minutes which was a really yes, uh, really uh we're bound to play live wouldn't they? yeah a really instrumental uh 
for alternative music in the early 90s, I mean, right around when Nirvana and other grunge bands were making it big on the scene. And before that even, I mean, you would have Francis Black and the Pixies on the TV show, but it was on Sunday nights at midnight to 2 a.m. for all those young listeners out there who don't know what we're talking about. It was really amazing. They put out two compilation CDs also that my sister had bought, 120 Minutes, that uh, you could then listen to, and it had all the essential alternative music of the time, and that was really influential to me. So it's coming back on some channel. It's coming back, really? On some MTV channel, or is it going to be... Or, or, or is it going to be affiliated with someone else? No, it's on this MTV2 or MTV3 or MTV Alternative. I don't, I don't have television, so I, I don't know. But the idea that it's coming back is very exciting. But yeah, that's good. You know, there are not enough, there are not enough places to see live performances from bands on television. So that's that's good news. Uh, let's talk about that song you played after Laurie Anderson. Yeah, I've been in a, well, you know, I've I've taken. Uh, you know, I've taken the theme slightly, I've skewed the theme slightly uh, with with that track. Um, uh, I've taken it to Japan <laughs> and back. Uh, it was uh, Wild Ambitions by Yellow Magic Orchestra. I've been in a bit of the Yellow Magic Orchestra uh, K-hole in, <laughs> for the last few weeks. I've been listening to uh, some of the records kind of non-stop. Um, you know, it, very kind of pioneering synth electro pop Japanese uh, three piece three piece combo featuring uh Rishi Sakamoto the um com- com- the who went on to become a composer um yeah uh I don't know I've just been I just like the I don't know I like the lo-fi pop sensibilities of of, of their music it's 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 interesting it's always interesting hearing electronic music from from the you know from the eighties, you know the way that it incorporates live instrumentation. Yeah, the way that in, it incorporates kind of live instrumentation, um, it's it's kind of slightly naive. You know, you you know you could hear l- lots of live percussion and you know and you know and synthesizers kind of working together. I don't know. It, there's always it's always a nice. I always find this there's always a nice mix of, of music. You know, there's always a nice mix of the organic and the inorganic from music, from electronic music of that period. It's not fully synthetic. It, it's there, are, you know, there are organic, natural elements to it. Yeah, I don't. That would probably naturally lead into me playing a song from that era, which I could. I was. N- well, either way, I mean, I was listening to Gary Newman yesterday. When you talk about that, that's all I think about because I can listen to Gary Newman records from here until forever. This is our friends Electric from probably shortly after that Laurie Anderson period. Yeah, oh. Before it, 81. Yeah, this, this album came out. That is unbelievable. This came out in 1979, but here it goes.
that track was The Trees Grew Emotions and Died by Cold Cave. Again, another New York-based uh, artist. Uh, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a thing for it seems it seems to have a bit of a thing for New York bands at the moment. Um yeah, I heard that a year ago when I ca- when I was in New York uh recording actually. And I just got really obsessed with it and I downloaded a bunch of their stuff and it was and I was really blown away. And yeah, and I just really liked that track. And you just moved here a month ago, maybe not even a month yeah, ago. 3 weeks ago. Okay, we DJed together, uh, kind of. Yeah, I, I mainly I was mainly your go-go boy dancer. Yeah, Kelly got me to play an entire hip hop set at the Joiners in East London, which is a rarity in East London. But it but it totally went off, and like yeah, everyone was talking about it, so that was good. That is good, and but but you had uh, in your mind you had been talking about moving to New York for a long time. So how did it? Actually happened. Tell me about because I know last summer we went out with your producer to a concert in Central Park, and you were recording a solo album, which yeah. came out yeah. maybe it was even almost a year ago now. Tell me, tell me that whole history. Whole history. Oh well, um, well, uh, where, where to start? I guess start at the very beginning. I guess we were touring with my other band, Block Party, in two thousand and nine, and we decided that we were going to take um, a year, you know, a year uh, off to you know just to do nothing but I didn't really want to do nothing I wanted to carry on going because I was feeling quite inspired so I started recording a record um by myself in London and then I finished it in the at the end of 2009 in New York in Brooklyn uh Alex's Alex the producer's house Alex Epton triple exchange and uh yeah so I was coming backwards and I was coming to New York a lot in 2009 at the start of 2010 to finish this record, so that's really I think where my love affair with this city started. And you know, I was here in the summer. I was here, at, you know, the en- end of the summer, and it was such, uh, such a, um, you know, it was felt like such a magical time in my life, and in, in terms of, you know, in terms of what was happening, and in terms of the, you know, the summer in the city, it was really breathtaking. That I really, that I really decided that I, w- I wanted to try and spend another summer here. That's why I'm here now. Um, and I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm writing a book, so I have to finish it. That's the real reason why I'm here. I need sh- no distractions. But I think I've come to the wrong place for no distractions. Yeah, you've been pretty good, I mean, as far as telling me that you can't go out on a Sunday night or... Yeah, yeah well, you know, I'm. Well, that's mainly because I'm a real wuss. I'm a real lightweight and, like, I don't know, if I have two nights out drinking, I invariably feel that rubbish on on the third night so you have to listen to you have to listen to your body and recuperate but don't worry i'll be out tonight don't worry what is tonight sunday. oh it is sunday is it sunday yeah it's sunday um you're gonna go to van damme tonight or something uh, no, uh, no i was i was kind of joking because i have to fly tomorrow so i'm probably not really going to be going out but i'll be out in spirit rich king is having his birthday party at the monster tonight what's that what's that tell me about it the Monster, it's an old school West Village bar. It's two floors and it's kind of piano barish upstairs. Downstairs at the dance club and um they've started having a few good parties and Rich King and Gustavo do this party snacks. They're gonna be guests on this radio show also. They play really deep disco, deeper house stuff, vinyl. They play a lot of vinyl and it's Rich's birthday, so maybe I'll take you to that after this show. I am down. Like is, is it gonna be a, a dance party? It will be a dance party for sure, yeah. I'm totally down. I'm totally down. Okay. Speaking of dance party, 
Um, we're going to get into some dancier stuff, starting with a remix from Kelly's album. Uh, On the Lamb was one of the singles, correct? This is a remix by a guy, D-O-D-D, I do not know very much about. But um, I went through all the remixes. I went through all the singles. And this was one that caught my ear. I played this out a few times. But um, yeah, let's do it. This is On the Lamb. Oh, 
Kelly's singing along to his own song here. came out we were just talking while the song was playing about doing something musically artistically and then just putting it behind you uh and i i listened to that album when it came out a few times i listened to david barton the gym that we both oh go to i used to go there um it was a really emotional album no i mean when you think back to recording that solo album yeah yeah it, it was a uh, yeah it was a uh, it was definitely an emotional time um i don't know how much of that you know, I don't know how much of that was, you know, transferred into, into the music. You know, when I hear those songs, you know, I can't, I can't separate out. I can't filter out my experiences of making them. So, you know, when when I hear that that record, it make, it takes me back to being in the, in Brooklyn at the end of the summer, kind of, you know, making making the record on by myself, and it, you know, being scared because it was a new experience, but being also incredibly excited. So, you happy with the way it came out? Yeah, I'm totally happy. You know, it's. It's um, it's the one record that I've done that, that I don't think I'd like to change anything about. You know, it's completely, for me, completely crystallized. You know, uh, you know, it, it's a completely, completely crystallized experience. You know, I'm I'm really proud of that record. Is it because it was more of a solo experience, or was the collaboration with the electronic producers similar to collaborating with your band members in Block Party? No, it was a completely, completely different sense of collab collaboration, um, and it was a sense of collaboration that I, I don't know, that I really enjoyed. Um, it was, you know, it, it was one person to bounce an idea off, one person that, you know, you know, one person to go to, who who understood what you were trying to, you know, do, and you know, and understood it better than than you. So there was, you know, I felt like I was being. Yeah, I felt like I was working with someone that was really um that was some someone that was that was teaching me a lot about you know, about making music and uh, and uh, and I, I loved working with him, yeah, it was great. Okay. Yeah, so I really like that remix, um that Dodd remix of On the Lamb. Um Josh like a high five. <laughs> that was good. I've not heard that for a very long time. Um but it brought back the memories. Um Kind it kind of reminded me of what's going on right now in the UK with the um, emergence of dubstep. Is is dubstep popular here in the states? I think amongst straight DJs, and it's it's mostly actually coming from England. I mean, until this Britney Spears <laughs> "Hold It Against Me" break, where it, I think Kelly's going to play a dubstep track now, where you'll hear what he's talking about. I mean, it comes from a two-step garage musical history which never really yeah. took off in the US. 
Well, it's it, you know, it's um, it's you know, dubstep's exciting for me because growing up in the UK, you know, what with um, drum and bass and yeah, and two step garage and bassline, all these kind of inner city dance music genres that came year after year. Um, I'm really glad to see to see something taking over, l- seeming like it's taking over the world. And in the UK, um, it's definitely the most popular kind of new, you know, emergent music. You know, f- for me though, I've always been a huge fan of two step garage. Um, you know, I've always loved the kind of fidgety nature. Uh, of it, and this next track I'd like to play um, called How Real by Scream, who is I think one third of Magnetic Man, like the biggest, the biggest kind of dubstep group in the, in the UK right now, um, is, yeah, it's one of my favourite songs, I'm really obsessed with it.
dubstep tip now but um that was my choice uh that was marcus price and carly it's a song not in english called matt birak weed it means like weed smoking sex and girls something like that that's the elwiz remix uh that was my contribution to the dubstep mini set flavor that we started with um kelly's choice which was how real by scream which is kind of like king of dubstep at the moment 
Um, now for now for the queen of uh, well, not really dubstep, but I guess crack house. That's the new that's the new kind of genre coming out that I'm. Is that the formal term for it? Yeah, that's that's the formal term for it. Cause it's called crack house. This is DJ Zinc featuring uh, Miss Dynamite. The O, the 
the E, the R, the S, the U, the P, the E, the R, the S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the T, the E, the R, Super Shock, the S, the U, the P, the E, the R, the S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the T, the E, the R, the S, the U, the P, the E, the R, the S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the T, the E, the R, the S, the U, the P, the E, the R, the S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the Super, the Chug, the Chugs.
the P, the E, the R. DJ Zing. That was a double up on DJ Zing back to back. 15 or 16 years apart. That was a super sharp shooter, which was his major contribution to the drum and bass scene. Before that, it was. Um, before that, it was uh, Wild Out featuring uh, DJ Zinc featuring Miss Dynamite. And you know Miss Dynamite? Well, I've met her, Naomi. Yes, I've met her. In uh, sh we, um, she she uses the same studio, that the studio that I recorded the first half of my record. Um, she was recording next door, just demoing stuff next door. She's very nice. She's from East London, also. No, she's from South London. Yeah, sort of West London, I think, not East London. Uh, but is this drum and bass sound, this dubstep, is it specific to East London when, when we talk about it being uh, England? No, I, I, I don't really think so. I think that now it's, you know, I think it's a very much, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's all over the British Isles. You know, it's now it's like, um, yeah, I think grime is more, you know, grime is more, is more from East London than I think dubstep is. If, if anything, when I, if, if I think of dubstep, I think of places like Bristol. Um, you know, I think of, I mean, I think of like the the West Country more more than I think of London. I was telling Kelly when we were listening to that that I had an invitation to DJ in Bristol right around when I was in London a few months ago, and I was asking the promoter about dubstep and how kids are dancing to it, and he told me it was all sort of based around doing K ketamine and being in a K hole somehow, letting those big spaced out beats sort of take you over, uh, which I found interesting. Maybe it makes more sense as to its popularity and maybe the rise of K in London, the whole. Okay, yeah, but I think that always happens, Josh. L look what happened, you know, with the rave explosion of the 90s, that was fueled by ecstasy. You know, a new drug comes on the scene and that changes how people interact with music and you know and you know k and mephadrone mephadrone especially meow meow the drug i was just gonna say that i do every time i come back from london i tell everyone in new york about this drug in london that's so popular every after party you go to it's all about meow meow methadrone and it has not hit here and please please tell people about how popular it is well again i've never i've never tried it but um uh, I know uh, that it's incredibly popular, or, or it was, you know. Or it, it's, 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 I know, I know that it's been cr criminalized now. There was a period where it wasn't illegal, so you could, so you could, you could buy it. Um, you could like order it from online, and it wasn't illegal. But now they've made it illegal. Um, yeah, so it's definitely had an effect on, you know, young kids and how they listen to music. And I think that's part of the reason that dubstep has become so uh popular in in the uk well now we're gonna go back to good old new york house dance music uh i was talking before about when kelly guested the first time at my good times party at eastern block on wednesday uh with our friend baby c chris bletzer Sh shout out baby c uh i had no idea what to expect and what he was going to play uh, i just kind of guessed it was going to be block party-esque rock and roll and to my surprise, it was a lot of CC Peniston and even, you know, gay pride float anthems, which was really fun. And it's songs everyone just wants to gay out to. Deborah Cox. Uh, but he's going to play something a little more dancey now for us. Uh, this is Who Keeps Changing Your Mind by South Street Player. 
was um, Darwin by Bicep is the name of the artist who also has a blog, Feed My Bicep or FeelMyBicep.com, uh, which my friend Ryan Smith sent to me. And it has that hook that I love playing, uh, name that tune with. And Kelly... I got, it. I got it in one. You did get it in one. It is that Are You Ready uh, hook from Soul to Soul. However you want me, however you need me. Um, and before that, before, uh, before that, it was um, "Who Keeps Changing Your Mind" by South Street Player. Um, just a very, very euphoric um, house track uh, that I first heard. Um, that I first heard um, when I was when I was, I guess, in my late teens, going um, going out in 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 London. I think that. You know, we, we were talking earlier about New York and its fascination and its attraction to, you know, to, you know, and my fascination and attraction with it being like, a, you know, a British person. But, w you know, we were talking about the read and the, the strokes and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, one of really the earliest, one, one of the r earliest, you know, I think the earliest place that I became fascinated with New York was, you know, there was this really awesome um, gay um a club in South London in Brixton called Queer Nation that was kind of like um, th that was one of the first clubs I started going to um, and it was kind of styled on a kind of paradise garage style you know house um, night that would play just n that just that would play nothing but that type of music kind of vocal soulful house music and it just and it was always and it was my favourite club it was and it's still my favourite club in London it's just a shame that they don't do it. No, the, the, they don't. They don't do it anymore. They stopped now. Um, but it was, yeah, it was. That's probably where it started. You know, I, I wanted to, you know, it just seemed like it had soul. And I think a lot of, you know, I think a lot of gay clubs that I go to now don't really have any soul. Um, so I feel vaguely nostalgic about music from that period. Um. I don't even know how to speak to that. But, I mean, I, I think it's hard even in New York to find clubs that really have a lot of soulful music. And, and it exists. I was just talking about this uh, two days ago with my friend Walt, who we ran into at Village Natural. Uh, I don't know if it existed more back then. I, I'm sure even if you went and talked to people who were around in the 70s and 80s, they would say, well, there was always the the pop factor. Not Not to the Lady Gaga extent, but, I mean, I think it's always nice to look back and be like, wow, the Paradise Garage, it was really great. But I'm sure there were tons of people back then that were also going to whatever the the, the big club was that was playing, what would become rare. But it was a different era, as we said before, with the Laurie Anderson stuff. I mean, different time, different people, different clubs. Well, yeah, I am, um, there's, okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back to the UK. I'll, I'd like to play an another track that, um, and another kind of classic dance track that reminds me of clubbing, but you know, but you know, reminds me of clubbing in raves in in the UK from like the uh, the early nineties. It's called um, "Take Me Away" by True Faith, and this is the uh, pinned up remix. I have the perfect song to follow that we're just going to fade into because I I lived in Oxford in 1996 for a summer. It was the first time I was also enamored with England when I was growing up and going on family vacations. And when I finally lived there in 1996, I guess whatever the hacienda was going on elsewhere, that was not really part of my world. But I sort of 
stumbled into this old school was the, the genre of music and I think it then rave and dance had already progressed to the point where people were being nostalgic for the early old school type stuff and this one track to this day I'm not going to tell you what it is you'll have to hear it is my favorite but Kelly's track is coming up first
wa 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 that was my that was my 90s house uh selection which really was more of a as kelly pointed out raga rave pop crossover over in england it was a pop smash yeah well i, I don't know if it was a pop smash oh, i don't know if it was a pop smash actually but it was definitely something like the prodigy that you'd hear everywhere you know those early prodigy r records like out of space um yeah it, it brought back the memories made me feel slightly nostalgic I wish I heard Out of Space Everywhere. I heard it on my friend's little boombox in 1997, and I was completely, one of those songs that just completely changes you. I, I would play it now. It sounds very similar to that. We're not going to play it now. But you should go and listen to Prodigy, Out of Space, the original mix, and the remixes if you're listening to this. I have it on vinyl, actually. Yeah, Prodigy Experience, before they changed the name to just the Prodigy. We are going to switch modes now. Yeah, I was... Um I was out in a club. Uh, I was out in a club on Friday night, um, like an R&B club, and the d and the uh, DJ dropped this track, and it went off. It went off like nobody's business, and it and I felt really, I felt really happy that I was in the states and seeing this, you know, seeing the you know this reaction. It's something that we don't really have in the UK. So yeah, I'm gonna play um, Engine Number no. Nine by Fat Man Scoop.
Dressed in Bugatti, uh, I'm trying to leave in somebody's Ferrari. Spread love, that's what a real mob do. Keep it gangster, look out for the people. people. I'm the wicked bitch of these. You better keep the peace, hey, or out I'm come the beast. We the best, still is room for improvement. Our presence is felt like a black man movement. movement. Seven quarter to eights, back to back, and I'm back sitting on chrome. Seven times. Set us for my beats. Uh-huh. With the Bentleys, the Hummers, the Benz. Oh, oh. Escalades, oh, oh. we can spend. Oh. Jumping out the Jaguar with the Tens. Hey, yo, keep your bread up and live good. Oh, East Coast, West Coast, worldwide. All my players in the hood stay fly. And if you're ballin', let me hear you say ride. Ride. It's Little Kim and Timberland, yeah. nigga, shit to draws. You delivery to you and yours man. I rep the bitches, he rep the boys uh-huh. If you rep your hood, just make some noise I got my eye on a guy in a orange coat hey. Don't need no queen bee, got the ill deep throat uh-huh. Let me show you what I'm all about How I make a sprite can disappear in my mouth Whoa. Shake up the dice, throw down your what? ice Bet it all, play your Fuck fucking rice. Money ain't a thing, throw it out like rice Been around the world, cop the same thing twice Rub on my tits, squeeze on my ass Give me some step on the gas Pop the cork and roll up the hash You know what we about, sex, drugs, and cash This is for my beats With the Bentley's, the Hummers, the Benz Escalade 23 inch rims Jumping out the Jaguar with the Timbs Keep your bread up and live good East Coast, West Coast, worldwide All my players in the hood stay fly And if you ball it, let me hear you say Playboy pinup girl, butt naked, dressed in none but pearls. You wanna meet me cause ya know I'm freaky and ya wanna eat me cause ya say I'm sexy. Got a man in Japan and a dude in Tahiti. Believe me, sweetie, I got enough to feed the needy. No need to be greedy, I got mad friends that's pretty. Chicks by the layers, all different flavors. Mafioso, that's how this thing goes. Now everybody come get with the lingo. Shake your body, body, move your body, body. On the dance floor, don't hurt nobody. I'm the one to put the range in the rover. When I'm stepping out the rain, Yo, it's over. over. Coming through in the Brooklyn Nick here. We gon' do this just like hey, Big Papa was here. This for my beats. Huh? With the Bentley's, the Hummers, the Benz. Escalade 23 inch rims. Jumping out the Jaguar with the Tims. Hey, hey, keep your bread up and live good. East Coast, West Coast, worldwide. All my players in the hood stay fly. And if you ball it, let me hear you say ride. Y'all, keep your bread up, yeah, and worldwide, stay fly, nigga, yeah, man, ride, 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 Queen B, LB, 2003, why not, we make it high, come through, load a spot, come on, yeah, hey yo, she back at it, why wouldn't she be, come on, we're back and we've totally geeked out over popular american hip-hop and r&b music yes we have uh um, josh was showing me some uh well he was showing me the uh the bella mafia 
Lil Kill, Lil Kim album cover, which I haven't seen before, and it completely. Which I have on vinyl. Which he has on vinyl. Yes, he does. Uh-huh. Yes, he does. It's quite the masterpiece, um, and she looks. She looks banging. She looks sickening. She looks absolutely sickening. Cause she is what? Sickening. We've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race every Monday night at our friend Andy's house, me and Kelly, uh, and we are in the throes of Drag Race obsession. Shangela Fever, although although not so keen on her, but she's she's got the best catchphrases so far, and the worst that Hallelujah. And the best. That's true, cause she is what sickening. Um, we're near the end of our show as we deteriorate into American hip hop pop music. Um, maybe I'm gonna play one more. Uh, I'm gonna play this new Kelly Rowland track because we're all Kelly Rowland fans. Yeah. Kelly Rowland is actually my other, my other name because <laughs> R- R- Rowland's my middle name. So is it? Yeah, I'm 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 Kelly Rowland Okereke. Oh well, I think the next album should be called Kelly Rowan. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm I might get in trouble with her her people. It's your name though. You can't get in trouble. Uh, I guess it's spelled differently. So. And you could team with David Guetta. Yes, to make some powerful uh, electro uh, Euro disco. You're going to gag over this next track because it's real crunk and bass heavy. Bring it. Yeah, I be the one that they love to mention. Hey. I tell them keep on talking because I love the attention. Hey. And if they want to see me, I tell them they can go high, high in the sky because it's chicks so
That's it. That's it. Renting on that for Kelly Ronan. Oh, carrot cake. Oh, karaoke. How disrespectful. <laughs> That's what you said in the beginning. We wanted to bring it full circle. Um, Kelly's going to DJ it. One of my good times parties coming up. He's going to London this week. But you could always buy his albums. Sure. Block Party and Kelly. Uh, that's his solo album. You can find him on iTunes or in any digital music store or real music store. And uh, you could find the track listing for all this stuff we've been talking about uh, on twerking.com. T-W-E-R-K-I-N-G.com. That's my blog. And that's it. We're out. Peace. I don't have a sugar daddy, sweetheart. Everything that I've had, I've worked for. And I worked for to get, and I've built myself. So I need you to know that 100%. I don't have a sugar daddy. I've never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted a sugar daddy, yes, I probably could go out and get one because I am what? Sickening. I am what? Sickening. I am what? Sickening. I am what? Sickening. I am what? Sickening.